welcome to Fruitbox, Fruitnet's series of conversations about the fresh fruit and vegetable business with me, Chris White. Every week I talk down the line from here in London with people from across the world of fresh produce about some of the biggest issues they face in business today. My aim is that these 15-minute conversations twice every week give you the best insight into how to do better business in fresh fruits and vegetables. This week on Fruitbox, I'm focusing on the global produce business from the perspective of two of the fresh produce business's biggest companies. One has been a name, uh, a big name in our business for more than 70 years, and is located in part of the world that's been exporting fresh fruit and vegetables all that time and more, while the other is a relative newcomer based in a part of the world that's emerged as a huge force in the business in the last 10 to 15 years. This week, my focus is on South Africa and Peru. Now, I talked the other day to Twinny Fuchs, the Managing Director of Cape Span, for the view from South Africa. Today on Fruitbox, I'm delighted to be joined by Jose Antonio Gomez, the Managing Director of Campasol, the Peruvian fresh produce giant that's headquartered in Lima and has operations in North America, Europe and Asia, where it markets millions of boxes of avocados, blueberries, citrus and much more. Jose Antonio, welcome to Fruitbox. Hello, Chris. How are you? Now, it's great to have you here. And you're talking to me down the line from Florida in the US where you live and work. You head up what's uh, been one of the world's fastest growing businesses of the last decade. And all of that growth has come from the rapid expansion we've witnessed in Peru, the country where you're from. Campasol has become Peru's largest single supplier of avocados, blueberries, citrus and a number of other lines. Tell me more about this growth that you've gone through. Uh, yes, Chris. Uh, first of all, I mean, Campasol started in Peru. Peru has a very uh, uh, important location. It's, it's on the equatorial side, uh, but at the same time, we have a Mediterranean type of weather that allow us to really produce uh, fruits and vegetables in the transition time between the northern hemisphere and southern hemisphere. So Campasol has taken that advantage since the early days producing asparagus, uh, and then we jump into avocados and, and, and blueberries. Uh, we saw the opportunity on the uh, North America market for avocados and the increase in consumption. Therefore, we uh, invest a lot on, on farming in Peru uh, back in 2008, 2009, where we planted uh, almost 2000 hectares of, of avocados. At the end, by the end of uh, that time, around 2011, we decided to expand into blueberries because we saw this trend of, you know, consumers looking for healthy and convenient fruit. And, and, and we're running, you know, the wave of, of those investments uh, up to now. And, and now we're in the other phase of the business where uh, we have been able to vertically integrate the company into supermarkets and and, and distribution channels on, on, on US, Europe, and, and Asia. Mm-hmm. And now they're asking us to provide year-round supply. So that's why we have expanded into mm-hmm. Colombia mm-hmm. Uh, to provide a year-round avocados and also into Uruguay to produce uh, a longer uh, window for citrus. Mm-hmm. So now we're just going from being a Peruvian only to now multi, multi-country sourcing and, and this trend is going to continue, I think, uh, in the next uh, years uh, to try to focus on the year-round supply uh, for supermarkets. Yeah, I, I want to come to those uh, elements in a moment. But um, as you said, I mean, 
Peru's been on this astonishing journey, and it's really been in the last in the last decade. And the country's now become a real force on the world stage. You've spoken of the many natural advantages that Peru has: its climate, its soils, its access to water, its its weather, uh, um, which is determined, of course, by its geography. Um, and 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 you've also spoken to us about the work that you at Campasol and other companies of Peru have done to expand your sales ab abroad. But but the thing that always occurs to me is it is it fair to say that Peru has kind of now reached its peak? Um, perhaps. And what are the next steps for, for Peru? Uh, I think Peru has a, a long way to go, Chris. Uh, perhaps it has reached peaks on certain commodities like uh, grapes and, and avocados and blueberries, but uh, uh, Peru has uh, a lot of land available, water and, and a weather that really foster, you know, uh, any initiative to produce uh, uh, with higher yields and lower climate risks, mm. and, and in some cases higher returns. So I think Peru is gonna is gonna have a long way to go in terms of other products uh, that we're gonna start looking at. I think we fo focus first on on high profitable yields, but uh, now uh, we're once those are you know. Uh, produced to its maximum, or not maximum, but, you know, to, to a limit where, you know, returns could be compromised in terms of margins, uh, I think we're going to start looking for other alternatives. Um, so I think Peru has a long way to go. Don't, don't forget, Chris, that, you know, 90% uh, of the population live in the northern hemisphere, 10% in the southern hemisphere, and, 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 and that area, the southern hemisphere, still keeps, you know, most of the arable land and, and fresh water resources on the planet. So I think it's natural that the South is gonna keep pumping more and more produce into the North because it's just natural to, 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 mm. to do so. You spoke a moment ago about um, your investments that you're making outside Peru. Uh, avocados in Colombia, you've invested in fresh citrus in, in Uruguay. Um, so kind of where next? I mean, I think you're looking at investments in China too, aren't you? Uh, well, in China, we have invested in, in our distribution network. Uh, we have, uh, we started operations in 2018 and we have, you know, crafted a nice team of people that uh, is operating different uh, logistic platforms, third parties, most of them. But, um, but specifically in production, but in terms of plant, planting in China, yeah, we, we looked at uh, avocados being one, one option and, and we are uh, still, you know, analyzing, you know, what is the best way to, to expand uh, on, that, on that area. But we, we need to uh, really, we needed to uh, stop a little bit on the other international expansion uh, through, you know, uh, or because of these, uh, coronavirus uh, situation, no? Mm -hmm. The fact that we cannot travel, the fact that, you know, uh, there's a lot of uncertainty, uh, at least for this year, we are just holding on, you know, uh, all our expansion just concentrated basically in, in Colombia and Uruguay for, for this year. Mm -hmm. And that's all because of this wish to get a year-round supply of product. That's the driving force, is it, between, behind these expansions? In, uh, in, both, in both countries? It is, it is. I mean, most supermarkets uh, that we serve 
they they are you know looking for a supplier that they can assign a distribution center uh, year round uh, and forget about looking for other suppliers. So uh, it, it comes really from them, no? That, that, that they're they're mm-hmm. asking us to to be present year round, mm-hmm. specifically with avocados and blueberries. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- this growth outside Peru, I, I imagine it's only going to accelerate in years to come. Uh, I know that you've been looking to, for some time to go public with a with an initial public offering to go on as a, as a publicly listed company. But to what extent does all this change in the character of your business? Um, how, how does it affect you? You're becoming kind of day by day less Peruvian as a company. Does, does that worry you? Yeah, we're not public right now. We have a, a bond, a bond outside that we are or is trading on the stock exchange. That's where we, you know, we are releasing results. But I mean, I think public or not public, Camposol is being uh, with the same uh, corporate governance uh, philosophy. We are transparent on the results and. And being, you know, very uh, focused on 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 the results. So I will say, you know, public no public. We 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 manage the company uh, with, with the same uh, aim that is, you know, be able to produce and supply uh, uh, healthy superfoods year round. Uh, mainly focus on supermarket channels mm-hmm. and and looking always for the for the long return rather than, you know, the, the, the quarterly number. Yeah, but the fact that you're a Peruvian company, I know that's always been important for you in many ways. Do you fear that that will change over time? Does that have any concern for you? Well, we consider ourselves a Peruvian multinational. Okay. So that's like uh, Nestlé being a Switzerland uh, multinational. <laughs> I mean, quite, quite different, but uh, yeah, we, we see the company, you know, having multiple uh, distribution platforms in different continents and also multiple production platforms in in different uh, countries and continents. Mm -hmm. Now, you don't need to tell me that this fresh fruit and vegetable business isn't easy. It's an expensive business to farm. The margins are not always easy to create, we all know. And climate change makes our lives, you know, every year even more unpredictable. And I haven't even mentioned, uh, you know, the COVID crisis yet. Uh, does this growth path that you're on, does it mean that you're forcing yourself to reassess almost your attitude to risk, that you're becoming almost obliged to look at projects in parts of the world where perhaps the return on investment maybe needs to be even faster? Um, what, do, what do you say to that? Yeah, I mean, the risk profile of the agricultural sector, I think it's, it's been uh, very similar uh, in the last 100 years. It's pretty related to, to weather and, 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 and factors like labor and access to water. I think those are the main uh, drivers of, of risk. We, we try to focus on areas, uh, on production areas that uh, we can minimize those risks. We, we can never eliminate those risks. It's just try to minimize those risks. Um, but at the same time, we have been able to develop distribution channels on our main markets uh, and that's also an initiative to uh, uh, really uh, spread the risk. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say right now that uh, uh, over 90% of our 
production gets sold through our own commercial channels with our own brand. So mm -hmm. that's something that uh, brings more uh, returns, higher returns mm -hmm. uh, to overall business and also give us uh, a platform that uh, uh, help us to reduce the risk uh, on, that, on, on, on that regard. So I don't think um, coronavirus is one more thing to take in consideration, definitely uh, more than the coronavirus itself, we're looking at the potential uh, economic impact on this pandemic um, on consumption. Uh, we, uh, in the last, I uh, will say two or three months, we have seen that consumption is there. That's a, a good, you know, indicator that consumption keeps, you know, pulling healthy foods. Mm -hmm. uh, so that reaffirm our um, initiative, our you know projections, our uh, capex uh, to be placed on on on, on production. Mm -hmm. uh, so I would say we just need to be a little bit more careful than before, uh, but by no means that uh, we are going to stop you know growing. Uh, that's part of our DNA. Mm -hmm. Now, you were telling me earlier about how you see this coronavirus crisis. It's a, you said it's a tunnel that we're going through. Yeah, it is, in fact, a tunnel. It's a lot of people, you know, they, they see it at the beginning as, as a hole, a black hole, that we're all going to die. That's, that's not true. I mean, this is a tunnel. It has an entry, it has an exit. Uh, China, I would say some countries in Europe, they already are looking at, at, at the end of the tunnel. Some countries maybe have already, you know, exited the tunnel. Mm -hmm. In Latin America, probably we're, you know, halfway in some countries. Uh, we still don't see, you know, the, the light at the end of the tunnel, but we're going to see it. Mm -hmm. and, and, and what is important is what you get once you are into the tunnel, how you transform your company, how you focus on your cash flows, mm -hmm. how you focus on, uh, you know, the debt that you have as a company, how you structure your SGNA, how you, uh, how many SKUs you have, how much complexity you have inside of your company that the market doesn't really need, and you think is bringing value, but in fact is not, is not uh, really capturing any value. So I think it's it's a transformational process in which uh, some companies are going to get out uh, with um, much more strength. And perhaps it's going to be, you know, the opportunity for industry consolidation. I, I will see that after this crisis, there are going to be a lot of assets out there that they're not going to have uh, the cash flow to keep operating. And there are going to be other companies that are well prepared and they have, you know, healthy balance sheet. And they're going to be able to really, you know, consolidate and keep the most important, keep those operations running under different, you know, uh, PL, but at the end of the day, you know, those farms and those people are going to keep, you know, doing what they're supposed to be doing. Mm -hmm. and, and if we look then finally at the, at the three biggest markets, uh, Europe, Asia, North America, how do you assess them? Um, and has this crisis that we've all been going through, has it adjusted your forecast for future growth in these three regions? Do you see in the same way today as you saw them at the start of this year? Uh, what, what, if anything, has changed for you in, in, in uh, Europe, Asia, and North America? Yeah. Look, uh, the, the first and, and most important for us, uh, I will say, is uh, the North American market is, is the biggest market for us, then followed by Europe and finally by Asia. Um, 
uh, one of the, the, the products that we were really worried about, I was really worried about, was avocados. With, I thought, you know, avocados was more related, you know, to um, perhaps, you know, uh, fashionable or, you know, a certain group age type of consumption. And, 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 and really what I learned is that the market slapped my face. You know, <laughs> any, anything that I thought before, it was wrong. I mean, avocado sales are through the roof in North America, record sales in retailers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have never sold that many kilos. They have never sold that many dollars. Um, so that's incredible. And, and I see that in Europe and Asia, trends on avocados keep going. Uh, they keep going, and that really actually reaffirmed, you know, our, uh, you know, vision of, you know, uh, betting on this on this particular product. So, if before I was convinced, I'm more convinced than ever right now that this this is for the long run. And uh, and same with blueberries. I mean, we are not really in, in Peruvian's uh, Peruvian uh, season yet. We're we're about to start. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I see the consumption of blueberries in the middle of the northern hemisphere season, meaning you know North America mm-hmm. or Europe, and the consumption is there. I mean, the numbers are record high, even even with the fact that you know food service. Uh, is down. Uh, avocado sales in North America, just to put an example, normally around 40% on food service, 60% on retail. And the total volume that uh, the country is, cons- is consuming right now is, is, is higher than ever, mm-hmm. even with one channel going down. So I think there's a lot of people that before they ate their avocado toast on a restaurant, and they didn't have the confidence or they don't know how to prepare the avocado toast at home, but through this pandemic, they have learned. And perhaps that habit of using avocados at home is gonna stick and it's gonna stay. And perhaps that's gonna help, you know, once the food service returns, it's gonna help to increase the consumption. So I think there's some positive out of this uh, crisis. Good, that's good to hear. Well, I, I need to confess that I've, this COVID crisis has made me into an avocado consumer. I don't know why, but I never really used to buy them. I shouldn't tell you that, but now I, now I buy them every time I go to the shop. So uh, there we are. I've done some good as well. Jose Antonio, that's all we've got time for today on Fruitbox. I was joined down the line from Florida by Jose Antonio Gomez, the Managing Director of Capasol International. Jose Antonio, always great to talk to you. Thanks so much for your time today. You're welcome, Chris. Anytime. Best of luck. Now, you can find today's conversation with Jose Antonio and the many others I'm having here at Fruitbox on our website, fruitnet.com. I'm delighted to say that our audience continues to grow, and many of you now tune into these conversations each and every week. It shows the great uh, strong interest that there is out there for the best insight at a moment of pretty momentous change uh, out there in the world. I've got more great guests like Jose Antonio coming on the show in the coming weeks. If you want to feature in a future episode, I've got some ideas of what we'd like to, me to talk about on Fruitbooks, then do drop me a line to my email, chris at fruitnet.com. You'll also know that Fruitbox is now on all the major podcast platforms. You can stream or download an episode to your phone or your tablet. And I would say when you finish listening, then perhaps you should start reading because all our magazines are now also on the phone and tablet too. They're free to download at Apple's App Store or at Google Play 
All you need is a connection to the internet, so there's really no excuse not to download them right away. That was Fruitbox, and this is Chris White. Thank you so much for listening. Goodbye. <laughs>